I don't, I can see you now. You're not making it. I can't do what you just said with that face you were making at me, but I can, yeah, I can see you now. So welcome back to another podcast. Welcome to <laughs> Always Right. I am uh, author Jamie Vendera and this is... Author Carissa DeLay. All right. Oh, I didn't start it with a British accent though. Oh, you didn't. I was going to try no, mine, but sorry. I, I can do crikey. That's, that's about as close as I can get. Yeah, well, that's as close as I can get with you know, this like Kentucky crocodile accent. Or something. Yeah, so, uh, she'd be right, mate. Yeah. So, because right. I spent I spent time down there, so there we go. <laughs> really? So, were the creatures pretty big, like the spiders and stuff? I didn't get to see any of them. I ate kangaroo sausage. Didn't get any Vegemite. Ew! You ate kangaroo. Uh, I didn't know it <laughs> until after it was in my belly. So I'm, no, I'm not happy about it, but it was good until I knew. It could have been worse. It could have been human. That's true. I think that I wasn't. Be I wasn't time. in that part of Australia. <laughs> so we're in that, that part of a uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's lair. Yeah, no kidding. So today we're talking book covers. Put that in front of your face. I didn't see that. Which one are you did? Was that DNA? Oh, this was DNA. I, I honestly can't wait till we finish RNA. It's too mu too much light for my ring light in here. Yeah. To see it. There we go. There you go. DNA. Are you, on, are you working on RNA currently? Is that what you're... I'm working on 11 books currently at the same time. Oh. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm going to let you choose what I need to finish. Because, okay. you know, you're like the marketing measure. You're like, nope. I want the angels and aliens done. Or I want... Well, DNA in, uh, ties into RNA, ties into siren. So we got RNA yeah, but then siren. You also, you also have, you know, mermaids and aliens. So you've gotta, you kind of <laughs> need to, like, work on that series and finish it. Well, that would be RNA... Siren, yeah. Dark Waters, and Mermaids and Aliens. Well, there we go. We've just decided which ones you're working on. All right. So I'll put off Spitfires, the last six, uh, and a couple others I got to finish, like Age well, of the Sigil 4. So Yeah, because then you're going to put a big collab together and have a really cool book with all the symbols together. And exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We need to get right. that. We, we need more which products. Which into book covers because book covers are essential to your – this is literally <laughs> like your first impression. It is the it first is. Yes. I mean, I think love I... going to Barnes and Noble and oh. Books a Million and looking at the shelves and seeing which books like pull me in. Do you ever it, do that? Yeah. You know what? I, I've told this story on here before. It's that's how I got into fantasy when I saw the Elfstones of Shannara. And there was all these other fantasy books there, but there was this elf holding his hand and it was glowing <laughs> blue. And there was a little, there was a troll and there was a, uh, this person, that person. And it was just like, it hooked me. And I've actually bought books because of book covers, and then the books really sucked. But the book cover was amazing. <laughs> it was. It pulled me in, so that person made a sale. So uh, uh, the the moral of the story is have a great book cover and a great book. Don't mix yeah. and match them. We want them both to be great. Yeah. But here's a th here's what we're going to talk about. Let's talk about. So there's different things you got. We're going to talk about. We are going to talk about book cover sizes. When you are creating these, to keep in mind, you also, while you're writing, want to keep in mind of what your story is telling. Don't put a bunch of, like, daisies if it has nothing to do with the story. But, like, okay, let's talk about this is my first, for those who are watching, you can see the uh, front cover of my self-published version of Crystal Gate. This is my oldest daughter. On my living room floor. And then my uh, photographer created this 
and then this in the back, which you can see what I used to look like. Look at that. That was me with like oh, very in the eyebrows. Very in the eyebrows. <laughs> I think I got a few book covers where I chopped off all my hair. That's uh, funny. So, and don't how hardly have any beard. So this essentially is the the end of the book. And you don't know that unless you read it. And one of my friends, Jenny Massey, she came to me when we did this. She's like, that's the end of the book. You're like giving it away. I'm like, unless you've read the book, you don't know that. She's like, oh, exactly. And but so when we did a book signing, my very first book signing, she had suggested, I had painted a picture and it was kind of in the back of our tent. She's like, you need to put that out to bring people in. And I painted the, the reverse image of this. So this is a portal. So I painted from looking in the, from the opposite the other side. side. Yeah. The opposite side of the book cover, as if you were looking from the inside of the portal out, I painted that and put that out there. And I sold that painting for like $280. Yeah. That's awesome. And I didn't sell it at first. I literally had it at several book shows and, uh, an art show type thing. And a guy, he's like, I've seen this every time you've been here, will you sell this? And I'm like, because you've asked so nicely. Yes. <laughs> You know, you just gave uh, a really good tip, though. You said, I, I put the end of the book on the cover, which authors don't. I mean, you can conceptualize your book cover. That's fine. But I wouldn't decide on a final cover until Carissa drops stuff. Until well, usually it's you. So I was like, you know, I'm kind of yes. talking to We're twins. We're twins. Until the book is done. Because it it could change your mindset on how the book is is going to like even with the the DNA, it was because this young boy is actually partial alien and he he doesn't know it yet. So I uh, a case of point uh, and I God rest her soul. I love this woman Elizabeth Sabine, mm-hmm. one of my vocal coaches. Uh, I republished her book for her. Uh, the first cover was with Hal Leonard. It was actually cool. It had a microphone. You knew it was about singing. But Elizabeth was in her eighties, and I wanted to make her happy. And uh, actually, Anne McGee, the, my other partner for that book, um, we've talked about eventually redoing it anyway, now that Elizabeth, Elizabeth has passed. But she's like, oh, you know, I wanted to focus on me, which is fine. I got books with me with my face on the cover. But we did a picture of her, and she loves yellow, and she loves flowers. None of that has to do with singing. Uh, you only know it's a singing book because it's a strengthening your singing voice. But in that situation, I love her and I wouldn't make her happy. Yeah, it could have been a young pop singer or a rock singer with a microphone. In that book, there are tons of pictures of her. There's tons of stuff with her in it. And she's a celebrity. She was a celebrity coach. She worked with some really big artists. So it's all right that it is. It's her brand and focusing on her. So having her face on the book isn't much. Isn't a problem. You know, it's the fact Mm -hmm. that oh well, we. We didn't go with a color that would suit that you're thinking about singing, or we didn't really have a microphone. We had flowers. So well, futuristically, think, oh, so- futuristically, if you know, if I would have been a part of that, I may have suggested using flowers, but having the the petals have like music notes on them or something, or the staff, or you know, like the the music bars somehow like incorporate. Oh yeah, well, Molly and I suggested this. It's really came down to giving her free reign to have the cover she wanted. And I was happy. That's, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's what she wanted them to do it. Yeah. But overall, and we're talking about a lady in her a lady in her eighties. It's like, read the cover. Uh, another one's like flight six. Well, you know, for example, there's a cover that's nonfiction and there, there is, I'm branded 
Uh, I have an app out. Uh, I use the Dr. Vox. So, and this was actually for the Dr. Vox book. So that's why that's it. So a lot of people know me as a coach, but a book like Flight 666, um, there's a plane, you see some fire, you see the skull because this is a horror book. There's some crazy stuff going on on this plane. And uh, that's why we did that. So yeah. it was a horror book, something, and I'll let you take over a minute. Asia the Sigil, the YA fantasy. It's based on these four sigils. A lot of it happens out in the forest with dragons and this and that. So that's the first cover for that. So you got to look at your genre. Um, again, with my books, I we like to design covers that look like a movie poster. You'd walk into the movie theater. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Age of the Sigils coming out. There's the movie poster. So that's how we do this. It may be a little different than most people do. But uh, in my mind, we were writing movie books and TV books. So like a movie book, you could read in less than three hours. TV book, you could read an episode or a chapter in less than 20 to 30 minutes. So, right. But it's got to suit your genre. It's got to feed the story. It's got to give some detail of that story. Well, detail or alluding to the detail. Like, yeah. so, um, well, let's see. Well, even compare both of the covers. Yes, because yeah. that's the second cover to Crystal Gate. Yeah. So comparing these two, so they both have the portals. There's both someone lying there. Um, and so one of, the one of the things that is different is this is Alexis as far as at an older stage, per se, you know, at the, at the base of the, the, the portal. Um, whereas this one, the child, it's more childlike. And I remember my husband saying something about, uh, what, you know, it's more childlike. I'm like, but if you realize that this is something that's been haunting her, her whole entire life. And she just didn't know it. She didn't know these things where we, you know, like this, this crystal that had been passed down through the daughters of Eve was in her peripheral ancestry, essentially. So. Yes, so the I, I still love the first book cover, but the second one is more show, like uh, like it's kind of intriguing, and it actually matches the Four Rivers much better right. too. So, yeah, so the Four Rivers <laughs> one, which I'm I'm a I'm very particular when you're doing your book covers um, with consistency. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jamie and I we talk about this a lot. Uh, so when you see these, you know these. They're in, put them in proper order. You know that these go together. The font is the same. The layout's essentially the same. For focal points, one's not more busy than the other one. Uh, the color scheme is not exactly the same, but in the same um, uh, hues, essentially, like the same palette. Not the same exact, but the same palette. Yeah, and I totally agree. We've discussed this before, how even some of mine, I do keep the fonts the same, but there may be a cover. It's like, wow, that sticks out like a sore thumb. It's completely different. Uh, to me, Shifters and Shifters 2 is uh, that type of cover. And, yeah, but uh, there's a consistency with Shifters to an extent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With but the it, logo is the same, you know, and like, it, it, there are there is a somewhat of a consistency to them. Um, <laughs> but like I was saying, like, if you're writing a series... Like those are a series. These are a separate series together. They're consistent. So uh, you want that cohesive look to your covers that tell the story to an extent to bring in the, the reader without giving everything away. Because even knowing my front cover, you wouldn't know that's the ending until you've read the book. Like I have no idea what the portal has to do with a someone laying on the ground. Um, 
But, but it does make you wonder. I'm like, okay, what is this book about? I got to know. Yeah. Why is that girl laying there? Why is there some kind of portal there in front of yeah. her? Well, and then like, so this one here, <laughs> uh, of course, this one, you can see I have the compass. We have an isolated single tree. And the whole title is Before the World Was Lost, A Journey to Eden. So obviously Eden has a tree. And then you're, we're going to discuss mapping systems and, you know, like true north and magnetic north. Um, I, I, I hope I'm not messing this up, but did we not go over this cover and you sent me several different trees? Was that? Um, I no, I sent uh, several different trees to one of the art, the one of the artists that you use. Um, and I to... saw those trees. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I would just send you the cover proofs and stuff like that but essentially i went with tim cruise camp because at the time he didn't have his camera so i couldn't really he was just kind of he's not one to just use other people's art to manipulate he likes to use his artwork and then mm -hmm. manipulate his own artwork so i understand that was kind of an out of his like you know comfort zone not wanting to do that but essentially he came through and created an awesome which is really funny is because he is a flat earther and he's like, you know, it's really bothering me that I have to put this round earth on here. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I, no, I wasn't like that at all. It's bothering I, me. I got to put an actual globe on here. Okay, no. Yeah. We won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. That's, again, another podcast. <laughs> Not this topic. Um, yeah. So I had, yeah, because it has to do with, like, the, the globe and everything in the world and positions of energy and things like that. So everything has a has a little hint to the story of what's inside and that's like canvas you mentioned not creating did you say not create your cover until you're at the end yep but like, i said i also time? said you can you can conceptualize this because if you're halfway through the book and there's something that's a main theme and you're like <gasps> yeah like the crisis artifact i'm sure we started designing that cover before but we knew there was this artifact that was broken in two. So, and I think I got it in here somewhere. Yeah. So even before the book was done, we knew there was an artifact that was found on these ruins and it had broken. And so we already set it up. So if you have an idea that is central, that's fine. But I feel like sometimes even that way, if you, if you read to the, if you finish your book and read to the end, it might adjust some tales. Will it on canvas? No, because I absolutely love that cover. Yeah. It's just, it's direct. It's in your face. You see that, that face and those lips with the gold on it and it ties into the story. So that's fine. But yeah. uh, just don't rush into a cover is what well, I would suggest. Here's, here's the thing. You also have to consider with your cover, what type of story are you writing? Mine are more suspenseful mysteries. So I have the darker, I like darker covers. Even though my first one was pure white, the whole thing, I was going to do a whole white series. Like, the series was going to go completely white. Um, but, like, with Canvas, the back of the cover is going to be a little more busy. Uh, Tim created the artwork for that. And it's going to be on the back side with some of the words. But it's going to have a little mystery as far as what's in the story as well. But I'm writing mystery, suspense, you know, a serial killer novel. This is not something you want for a children's book, you know? This is not something you like Anne McGee's Anne McGee's her stories are set in different time periods. They're, you know, young adult, uh, you know, more youthful. So her covers look more youthful. 
and even one of them is like a Scooby-Doo look to them because yeah, you're like, the, the Marlette Manor books, uh, yeah. you know, the mystery books have that look and they speak to that audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have, you have to know your audience before you put that. Don't be like, I mean, and, and I've, I've, there's probably some amazing books out there that have been overlooked because of the, the cover. You know what I mean? Just because you're an amazing writer doesn't mean that's going to follow through with your cover work. So you have to find someone who can translate what your story is about onto an image. You know what I mean? That is, there has to be a relationship. Like you have a relationship with Molly and Daniel that you create covers with all the time. <clears throat> I have a relationship with Tim. Tim can get in my head. You have to find that person and don't be afraid to say no. Because I use Daniel for my interior work to lay out. He does a great job with my layout. But I don't communicate well with Daniel when it comes to what I'm trying to get or Molly with what I'm trying to get because I already have the image in my head. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's that connection that they're, yes. they're I, yes, that's they why are, I use them. They do phenomenal they're, work on your books. Yeah. And I, and I, and like, and Daniel knows this, like, he's like, Oh, do you need me to do any of your, you know, nonfiction? I'm like, no, I, I have my circle. Molly knows exactly what I want. Uh, she's working on, uh, like even other authors, like the Ian Lang books, she's redoing those as we speak. And she did the original, but we're going deeper. And you actually inspire me uh, with uh, updating those as well. Daniel does my 7-Eleven, my uh, fiction, mm -hmm. and he knows what I want. Uh, it didn't throw me for a minute because he's getting better. But even like Angels and Aliens and Murder Maids, which will tie in Siren series, the DNA series, looks nothing, almost looks like a cartoon. And I'm like, have fought him on this for a minute. And he actually, he didn't grab an image. He literally rendered and drew these. Um, and that's how they came to be. And he's like, you know, we're very cinematic and you got to realize DNA RNA is one series covers do not look like siren and siren dark waters. There are pictures of human, you know, actual physical pictures on there, but they're still two different series. So you're bringing them together to have one final movie where they meet. It'd be mm -hmm. like a Superman meets, uh, you know, Thor in some mashup in a movie. And you're like, yeah, I know. But it's like they're two different superheroes from different sides. And all of a sudden, that's you come together. Like Superman and Spider-Man. When they did Spider-Man, like, yep. crossing over, you know, when you had a few of those things crossing over on, you saw that on the comic cover. And you're like, this is going to be epic. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So, honestly, the way it looks, I absolutely love it now and i'm like okay this it, it inspires me to write the book and apparently that's one of the ones i'm writing next now according to this podcast yes so we got you got like you've got to finish one of the series you got to finish one of the series out you got all right so we need to have a podcast on that how to well we need that's what we should do is we should ask our readers or oh my gosh why don't we listeners i think of readers because we're authors ask our authors but we can ask our readers on vendera um, which one they want to want you to finish. I like that idea. Yeah. I honestly like we'll that. Them, we'll do the Vendera, like do a poll, like which would you like to see author Jamie Vendera finish first? The RNA uh, series with, or the DNA series and the, the Siren series, and then bring it into the Aliens and Mermaids, or would you like to see him finish the, the Shifters? Age of the Sigil. Uh, Shifters is done. It's Shif tied oh, yeah, in. Shifters is done, but it's the, which one are we, what's the other one that you have uh, out there? I don't even remember. I got to finish Age of the Sigil. I have to finish Spitfire, which is six books. Spitfire, because you got six books for that one that you got to finish. Uh, we're going to leave Mafia OC off the list. I want to do that last. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got to get into the mafia mindset to do it. But... but, you know, I don't have 11 books in my brain. I have several, I probably have 11 or so books <laughs> on our list of one future. But right now I'm writing Canvassed. But then in this, in the process of writing Canvassed, I've decided to write the, the next book I'm going to write is the, uh, my aunt's story. Remember we talked about that. Um, so Which I'm already nonfiction. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. That one's a nonfiction. I'm going to tell the story of my aunt's murder, um, from a serial killer. And I've already been thinking about the cover because at the end of this book, this serial killer novel, I'm going to put a little snippet with a picture of my aunt, who she was a little bit about her. And to look forward to this book coming out next. And so I want to have that already prepared. So in my head, me thinking marketing wise, I'm already marketing the next book through this one. That's smart. I mean, but, you go to Kindle and that's, that's, that's another podcast. And uh, I've done that in the past. Always you, cause you can always update your Kindle. I mean, you can grab your file, you can update it, you can push other books uh, mm -hmm. so that they buy more in your series. So yes, market, market, market. Yeah. So be thinking of like, and so I know you say you, you wait till the end, but if you're thinking of the beginning, write those things down, like, mm, here's an idea or here's an idea. Um, so, uh, you know, don't, don't hesitate with work because Tim and I have been working on cover stuff for quite a while, even though the book's not done because I want, while the cover is, or while the book is being edited and going through the, the construction mode after writing, I want the cover to be pushed and like coming soon. Well, you know, Carissa, too, I'm saying that, but then people can go to Vendera Publishing and click on 7M Press and you see 11 book covers mm -hmm. that are not released, that are not out yet. But you, but, but the, you're thinking like the, your very beginning one. Once you do a series, yes. it's different because you know you're going to have somebody that's. Yeah, because yeah, I've already conceptualized where they're going. Right. I'm just saying don't, don't rush into it. If you have a great idea, yes, write it down. You can work with a cover designer. But uh, let us sit there as you're writing the book, and as soon as you're done and it's off the editor, relook at that cover and be like, man, I wish I would – you might have been like, I wish I would have had a pencil sitting on this table because it is so important to this story. People won't get it till they read the book, but that lone pencil sitting on that table uh, would actually set it off because people are like, why is that there? Little little details matter mm -hmm. to me. Well, and when by the time we drop this episode – I'm going to have on the website, I'm going to have, if you need a book cover, you're just looking for a book cover, I'm going to have the information for Daniel, information for Molly, and the information for Tim, as well as myself for any kind of reach out, like, if you need help, we can help you, like, obviously, we can have a small fee for the services that you may need, to, or we just may have free advice for you. Um, Absolutely. We're going to have a little section on Vendera Publishing, so if you go to www.vendera.com, or no, it's VenderaPublishing.com. Publishing.com. Yep. Yeah. You go to VenderaPublishing.com. You can uh, click on one of the links for the Always Write podcast. And then down there, we can have stuff for you to kind of like, you know, we have questions or anything about book covers. You feel free to ask us those questions. Um, Absolutely. So something I want to also <laughs> further on with book covers is, can, is not only the imagery, but say you decide to not go with an artist. Say you're an artist yourself. Like I'm an artist. Um, even though I work with Tim, I, I designed this one back here, but he designed the back of my cover. I'm not going to design the complete layout. It's not my thing um, currently, but I'm going to take that cover, send it to Tim and have him 
coordinate the cover he mixed for the back. And once we know how many pages I have, then he'll combine it together to create the spine. Yeah, well, you're talking print book too, because that's yeah. a, I mean, anybody can learn it, but that's a whole nother skill set. If you're doing just Kindle or Barnes and Noble eBooks, a front cover may serve you fine. Right. <laughs> but yes, if you're getting into print, it's now uh, you're getting into print. And we probably need, that's another podcast we'll be covering, you know, uh, and I'm sure we already have talked about. Yeah, we have, it's on the list talking yeah. about the print. But the thing is, um, don't with the cookbook covers, you have to use high resolution pictures. Recently, when I designed the volleyball program for our daughter's uh, yeah. volleyball team, I remember. Oh my gosh. And and this is nothing against people because not everybody is an artist, but the amount of people who sent me word documents that were blurry or images that were this small that when I expanded, I'm like, ma'am, your, your face is blurry. I can't, I can't, I can't, I need, do you not have a high resolution picture when I know they do? Cause I see the billboards. I know your billboards have high resolution pictures. So you have someone somewhere with a pic. Can I have that? People just send me, send me stuff. And I'm like, you have to have that or the print quality is not that great. And at a certain point, I was just like, okay, you get what you get. <laughs> yeah, and I've been there before. Like, hey, I need a 300 DPI picture, a high res. And they're like, oh, here you go. And it's like, so it's a little thumbnail. You blow it up. It's grainy. I'm like, this won't work. Well, that's that's all I got. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you transferring me a picture to my cell phone does not work go back Ironically, and find the original source so recently that used to be a that used to be a challenge but up until recently me transferring a picture from my phone to my laptop was blurry it wasn't and it wouldn't translate to a jpeg now it will now i can get a high resolution picture from my phone to print i wonder if it's through cloud though I'm, i so, mean i am i am airdropping it from my phone yeah, to that's yeah, yeah 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 that's it but it's so, from yeah. my it's from my camera roll so it's it's you know whatever well i think sometimes when you text a picture and again, I'm not the expert on this, or I know if I send something through Facebook or I send a video to one of my partners, they're like, hey, I really need you to put it directly in Dropbox because it's yes. not the same resolution. Yeah, and so, we, do, we do that with the posters. So, you know, me adding the posters to Dropbox, we have all the uh, images of our, our covers in a Dropbox file that we share with Daniel. But you were able to use those to print, you know, the stuff that we have for our covers so we can have them in a larger scale. But if you take something that is this size and stretch it to something bigger or even like a bigger poster, if you're going to do a book signing, it's going to be blurry and it's going to look unprofessional. So, you know, selling yourself is more than just putting words on paper. You have to make sure that you're giving the best quality that you possibly can. Yeah, because you have a few seconds. If somebody's in a bookstore or even thumbing through books on vampires for example i'm going to pick a book if the cover grabs me Mm -hmm. Uh, even if it don't have ten thousand five star ratings it could be brand new ratings yeah i i never even look at ratings i just i don't care especially especially on especially on amazon i don't follow there's so many trolls that you know get on there like competitive authors that want to downplay another <laughs> author or your, your, your ex uh, nemesis from high school wants to like put stuff on there to make you seem like you don't know what you're doing. People do that. Yeah. So, all the time. I've yeah. had it on yeah. raise your voice, which is sold thousands and thousands of copies. Somebody gave it a three star and said, uh, horrible book, um, 400 pages long. 
only 30 pages of useful information. I don't care. Don't bother me. Right? But I had some students right. that flipped out. But the out. positive is they got 30 pages of useful information. So it doesn't matter. Well, no, that's not true. Because uh, the my some of my students ate them up. I said, leave them alone. And I got on there and it wasn't even a verified purchase. I said, I know this guy's lying because it's not a verified purchase. But more importantly, I put 32 pages of useful information in that book. <laughs> <laughs> And I laughed, and, and my my friends and my students were like, what? Why? Why are you saying that? Why aren't you mad? Who cares? Yes. Who cares? No, no. And then the thing is, I when I do review, when I do see reviews, one, most of the five stars in the beginning are all your friends and your family. Yep. Although, um, ironically, I've had a lot of friends and family not review my book. And I'm like, can you want to review it? Like, what? I just don't know what to say. I'm like, say you love it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But the it. four stars and the two stars, I feel, and the three stars are kind of where you kind of like, you get a little honesty. The one stars, yeah. no, those people would just be hating. Yeah. And the five stars, again, it's people who know you or who are a fan or family. So I, I would rather, I'd rather get a three star with an excellent review and can critique and say, man, I love this, but he was too wordy and he could have said it in 200 pages then I would accept it because I know mm -hmm. for a fact Raise Your Voice is way too wordy. It was my yeah. first book. I overdid it, and I didn't cut stuff like we've talked about in another podcast, and I should have. Yeah. <clears throat> but so we're just to refrain from getting too off course, um, keep in mind your cover that you have clarity in your words, you have clarity in your images, you have – and you're – if you're putting something like mysterious on your cover, make sure you know there's going to be a little bit of a bleed. You have to keep in mind all. I'm sorry. Let's go through book covers. <laughs> Is it that loud? I don't know. That's translating through. Are you like? You... I don't even see one. I want to show you. Now I'm embarrassed. All right. So anyway, consistency. Sorry? Same thing with um, fonts. That's probably why you like shifters. Um, I don't have the other book cover here, but it has that weird. I love this one shifter so we did that on the other book and the other book is red and i'm sure i've shown it or i'll have it back here in another podcast behind me yeah, in the future I yeah but i like that one but see that's another thing whenever we talk about uh promoting yourself on social media down the road having that consistency is very key when you're trying to make and put your multiple books in your series together or just your book in general is it too busy um, and then have like a, a, an ad that's not so busy. Like you got to kind of, you know, figure that out. But yeah, book covers, back covers, your back cover typically should have, um, now the back cover of mine, I'm going to try and not make as much noise as Jamie. The first one, the back cover, the first version has, um, no eyebrows, no eyebrows, right? <laughs> Well, I had eyebrows, but they were very tiny. Since then, I've been tattooed, so it's all good. Um, but it gives a little synopsis, a little paragraph synopsis of what is happening with the main character uh, as far as to draw you in. Um, whereas after I had had that book published for a little over a year, and I was working on the second one, um, and I got picked up by Vendera, then I already had Amazon reviews. So my second one has reviews of, of people that had a, verified purchasers on Amazon. 
Which is smart. I mean, the back cover is, um, it's, if someone loves your front cover and they flip it over, they want to learn what the book's about. So if they read a review or they read a synopsis of your book, that's that's how you sell it. Yeah, of course, that's a hardback, so you have it on the on the flap, too. Yeah, so these are the hardbacks, so they have, like, a little flap inside type thing, so, yeah. And that's another thing is printing hardcover versus, uh, you know, paperback. So also keep in mind, that's something with your book cover um, design, is knowing the size of your book. We typically do five by nines, right, or six by nines? It depends. I'll do a five by eight for like a short fiction book or a six by nine for a hardback or yeah. a nonfiction. And, and we do eight and a half by 11 if it's um, like we got the here's uh, uh, let's party. Here's how books by Robin Gillette, yeah. uh, which that's for kids and doing parties um, for like Halloween. Very colorful. So you do want a bigger size book if it's something like that. Right. And so you have to keep that in mind that if you in your head, I'm like, I'm going to have a 425 book or 25 page book because my word document is 425 pages. That doesn't mean it's 425 pages when you put it in a book. No, because we're eight by 10 and a half page sheet of paper on word is not the same as shrinking it down to this editing, cutting things out. And then the size of like inside there. The font, no. it depends on how he does the interior design. Uh, so a lot of things can change. And we, and honestly, you want a shorter book. I mean, if you write 420 pages in Word, but you could, you don't take out any words. It's edited, it's still there, but you can change the book size or the font size and you can get it down to 330 pages. You're going to make more money because mm -hmm. you're spending less in printing. Yeah, so. you know, well, yeah. I mean, to an extent, I, I argue that because I like big books. Oh, I have no problem if you have something to say. I mean, look, Raise Your Voice is 400 pages. Mm -hmm. Could yeah, I have made most, it? Yeah, we, most of Jamie's books for people who are unaware are, you know, a little thin. smaller, you know, like they're thinner. Um, but he has TV and movie books. So they're ones that are supposed to be read quickly. <laughs> um, whereas I like a lot more books a little thicker. With two C's, a lot of thick books. Yeah, and even when we decide to take, because we only keep them out in Kindle, an ebook now, but mm -hmm. when I like Crisis Trilogy, it's actually three books, we'll put those together and it'll be a, you know, 350 page book as one book just in three parts. Mm -hmm. So that's fine for prints. So you just have to look at your medium, you know, where are you selling now? Are you doing Kindle and prints? Just Kindle? print you know and you figure out as you go along which will cover all, all of this in podcast so yeah oh well, you know what that was that was your time saying hey it's time to end this podcast are you tired of talking to me is that what you're no no i'm trying i'm getting, getting my brain ready to teach for nine or ten hours it's, yeah you're gonna teach for nine or ten hours but you're also gonna have to go be a plumber yeah I, that's not you talk about it so some miracle maybe my sink will drain but that's another podcast. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm not having a plumbing podcast. That would be very okay. boring. <laughs> Unless we publish a plumbing book. No. What? what? I mean, we right. could, you know what? That is actually an idea. You could be all the things I've had to do that have nothing to do with what I'm actually certified to do. Because <laughs> it's every week. You're it like, is every week. Yes. I got to get a kitty fix to a new kitty show. I got to bury a cat. Oh, I got to, to change the the rubber roofing i gotta do this i gotta do this yes that's yeah. just life so. in ohio apparently because i don't do any of that stuff <laughs> i need a, i already told you so i want to live in three tiny houses yes. well, me and my wife are sleeping one uh, one is a library and workout room and the other is where i teach voice and write books so in yeah, florida 
Yeah, in Florida, yes. And by the time you get that done, I'll be gone living in Europe. Um, yeah, I was going to add that, but <clears throat> hey, at least you can come back and visit. I'll have a fourth tiny house for you to stay. For visitors, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so we went over as much as we possibly can with book covers. We'll get more into the book's interiors in another episode, but uh, hopefully we've helped you with kind of like thinking about your book cover as you're writing, or if it's not a book, thinking of your album covers when you're writing your... I did this, sorry, this is gonna be a little bit longer. I did design a uh, CD cover one time for someone. Huh. I don't know if I ever told you that. No. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool because I'd never done that before, but it was one of these things that like was trifold. So like there was the cover and then there was the interior and then the, all this stuff. Um, yeah, it was really good. Then I should have you design my thumbnails for the singles that we release. Hey, I would totally do it because it was <laughs> so much fun. Like, I mean- I did most of it just digitally with stuff, but it was a lot of fun creating his, uh, his, um, CD cover. Mm -hmm. It was called blood moon. Um, so Morgan Washam, very talented artist. Cool. Uh, yeah. Very. We, yeah. We always had, he was always very great with the community stuff. Like, Hey, we got this community event coming. You want to come play with your peeps? And he was great with it. Um, and he's got a great voice, but yeah, so I got to do that cover. It was super cool. But like when you're designing your artwork for anything, whether it's poetry, whether it's, you know, something short, whatever you're designing cover wise, um, think of what's inside. Exactly. Does it tell you what's inside? Is it portraying to the person? This is what's inside. So you get a taste and you get like a, the, you get like the craving for more, you know, like, am I going to want to open this up? Or is it being like, oh, this looks stupid. You know what I mean? So. Nope, I dig it. That's definitely, you want to give them a peek so yes. that they want to buy it. Yeah, all right. All right, well, uh, again, if any of you need cover work help, come to the websites. We have great cover designers that can help you, and um, we'll make sure that you're taken care of. Yes, and you can always reach out to us on any of our socials, uh, always write podcasts on Instagram and Facebook, and then we also are going to have our YouTube channel up um, probably by the time you're listening to this one, it should be up with some of the episodes and you can comment there, but you can also email us at always at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or upcoming episodes that you'd like to hear about. So please reach out and we'll talk to you next time. And thank you for listening. I am author Jamie Vendera. And I'm author Carissa DeLay. See you in the next podcast. <laughs>